Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. The BHP Podcast is presented by bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt. The BHP Podcast is probably presented by Element Outdoors, Cold Steel Knives, HHA Sports, Grind Life Coffee, Skull Hooker, Scott Archery, and Burris Optics. Hey everyone, this is Tim for Bowhunter Planet. Make sure you check out the nude podcast, Respect the Game, wherever you find your podcast. The coronavirus has ripped through our society in such a bad way. So I want to take a moment to thank the first responders, our nurses, doctors, firemen, policemen, and military for everything they do and giving us a chance to fight this thing with the best of our abilities. Thank you from the BHP family to yours. Dan Johnson, welcome to the show, brother. Dave, my man, it's been a long time. It has. And I actually found pictures to show you today. I brought okay. pictures up. I just downloaded them on purpose so I could share them with you. But Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. How you doing, dude? How's things going? Oh, this whole Corona deal. Um, like, I love my kids, but nice. <laughs> holy, holy cow, man. This is ridiculous. I've never wanted to sell something so much in my life. Nice. That's so funny. Yeah, it's been rough. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you there. The uh, especially like they walk up. My daughter the other day, she comes upstairs. Hey, daddy, I love you. Good morning. Sits down by me. We start watching the news, and then I hear a little rumbling come from the the basement. Here comes my son, and he doesn't say a thing. He just looks right at my daughter and just stares at her, and nothing. And my daughter's like, stop looking at me. And then from there, it was just like the entire day was ruined. And I was yelling and I turned into oh. your dad and it uh, sucked from that point on. Yeah, nice. yeah. My, my, my kids are on a, uh, on a three-day grounded bender. It just keeps getting worse and worse because they, <laughs> well, they just can't seem to get it straight anymore. So um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's been an interesting time for sure. So my, uh, kids Dan, to, my kids like to stay up all hours of the night and uh, sleep during the day. So it'll be two, two thirty, wow. three o'clock, and they're still sleeping. That was great. Yeah, it's it's a whole other world going on when we're sleeping, you know. Yeah. So, so Dan, welcome to the show. We got uh, Brian Bauer, we got Tim Azarana, and Kevin. You can see their names there, so it makes it a little easy for you. Yeah. Um. So Dan, uh, Dan also has a podcast. It's actually a really good podcast called Nine Finger Chronicles. And uh, how long have you had that, Dan? 
And that's why. That's why, right there, for those of you guys who don't know. <laughs> I've had. I, was uh, ask that. I, was that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't. I'll, honestly, my my brain is so fried from being a, a in home daycare teacher provider that I like. I I don't even know what's going on right now. I I think that. Let's see. I think I started in 2014 or no. 2015 or something like that it started the nine finger chronicles today's thursday just fyi right 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think i think somewhere around 2015 is when i started the nine finger chronicles blog i think it was like a year after that so i've been doing you know i think i've been close to about 700 or more nine finger chronicles podcasts wow, wow. holy awesome. cow yeah so awesome. it's been a while i don't know if i can handle that much tim <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. especially <laughs> you i don't know if i can handle you that long <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt i was gonna say the way that you work it's like a dog though you know i'm sure i'm sure it's something um so what what has been a, what has been has it been hard to get away from and i'm gonna bring it up and, and we're gonna talk about it anyway but is it hard to get away from the whole coronavirus covid19 conversation when you're doing all these conversation i think that's one thing that we've kind of realized is like we tried to avoid it at first right because we're trying to bring other people topics and things to listen to outside of what's going on in the world but it always seems to come back at some point to that yeah i think uh Get it back tim right right now we're, i'm just mentioning it i mean it's just the in the intros of every episode that i've been recording lately it's been a really uh it's just been a real brief topic but once we get into the meat and potatoes of every episode you know it just tends to go away and just becomes another episode yeah good. yeah we, did, we, we, we did need, need that break you know they they need to we need to hear something different and some some good news out there so yeah absolutely i, I saw you did do one on uh the, the effects on uh, conservation though with covid yeah. and not to get into that whole uh um, thing but i didn't i didn't hear that what was the like the gist of that one yeah so right now uh, all over the country i think it's like april may june and july maybe even going into august a majority of conservation organizations are having their fundraising events their banquets um gatherings and this corona deal is canceling all of those oh, right wow. so so all of that income that these conservation organizations rely on are sh literally struggling to stay afloat because that income has not come in okay oh, man. Yeah, you're right never thought about that yeah yeah we, we got to get some of these uh hunters to do a concert for conservation yeah yeah except uh the, a lot of those play things they're doing that and they can't because they're not you know they can't do the yeah. they can't they can't have gatherings yeah do it live like this yeah like, like the uh <laughs> like the garth brooks one on that on the podcast or something oh well we need ones who hunt that's the big thing who want to promote yeah. hunting yeah we right. need the 10 nugents right. of the world yeah. to step yeah. up speaking, speaking of hunting you got you got turkey that you're that's coming up you're doing some turkey hunting or what oh man it's it's just really weird right now so most you know I, i'm just thankful that this thing didn't happen in september october november or yeah. I wouldn't be going on all of my hunts. Uh, my wife, obviously, she's working from home full time. So I have to play daddy daycare. And then when she starts working, you know, like typically we take time off or I take time off to go do my hunting and she stays home with the kids. But now that 
like my mother-in-law or my dad really can't come and watch the kids because of this whole social distancing thing. Um, I, I'm kind of limited to really close to the house for short periods of time. So I think Saturday, uh, I'm going to go and give her a shot for, you know, a couple days and see what happens, uh, as far as uh, going and chasing a Turkey, but it's going to be limited time. It's going to be close to the house and, uh, it's going to be fast paced this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to get out. Yeah. You have no idea. (laughs) Does that change up your normal routine? I mean, where you're going to go hunt this year? I mean, is it new territory for you? Well, it's not necessarily new territory. So, uh, typically every single year, uh, we have kind of a, a turkey camp at my mom and stepdad's house where all the family comes in. We all go out. We do our, our turkey hunts in the morning. My wife comes with me. My mom watches the kids and my stepdad goes and does his thing. And then my stepbrother, he goes and does his thing. And then we all kind of congregate after the hunt back at the house and we play cards and we uh, play cards. We have kind of a buffet, kind of like a a potluck. And then, you know, do that every day for three or four days. And this year, just uh, not in the books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. some changes, I think, you know, going around here where we we're all hoping, I think, at first that, you know, come May, because May is the bigger part of when we, we do turkey hunting, it starts in April, but I think we, we typically go out in May, and, you know, we're, we're thinking here um, at this point, we don't even know if that's going to happen, and even if it does, it's not going to be the group of them, you know, that, that we're used to, so right. we're making plan Bs, and, you know, in some cases, canceling, and, you know, it, but it is what it is, I mean, we, we make the best of it, and, you know, you, you, you just, you, you're going to get outside in some form. If you want. At this point, <laughs> at this point, I just want to get outside. Like, I don't oh, even, man. I just want to walk through the woods. Yeah. I, I'm, I'd be happy to just walk through the woods with my bow. If I see a turkey, cool. Yeah. Uh, either way, <laughs> I, I just want to get the out there. The good thing is, though, that I've made a promise to my daughter, right? I don't know if she'll be coming out at first light with me, but she's seven years old this year. And nice. I pro- I promised her that she could come and spend some time in the blind with me this year. Oh, so really cool. I'm looking forward to getting her out of the house. And, you know, for me, a win would just be maybe her seeing one strut or maybe hearing a gobble up close. And uh, I really don't, I've killed enough Turkey in my day to where I really don't care if I ever get yeah. one again, to be honest with you. But uh, it's just something. Where, that, do I, where do you live? What state? Iowa. Oh, okay. Cool. Small buck state. Oh, yeah, there you go. yeah. yeah. <laughs> very good <laughs> about moving to michigan mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'll trade your houses in october it's funny because i took my son out i think he was eight when i took him turkey hunt for the first time and honestly i i didn't think he'd actually like we went out there and i was hoping for like the small stuff but he ended up shooting a turkey nice <laughs> I couldn't believe it with a crossbow he ended up getting it i was like oh my god that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, worked out a lot better than I thought it would the first time. But yeah, he's so the best, he's the best hunter of us all. He actually is. He hasn't missed. He only, he's never missed a deer actually or a turkey. He's never missed yet in, in action. So <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody so asked the question. Did... Somebody asked the question on Facebook. It says, you guys know how many states that are having spring hunting that's being affected by this? I can only think of a couple. I thought her Missouri was closed for hunting or something. There are several and... states that I've heard where non-residents are not allowed to come in uh so for example uh, nebraska 
they, they had a hard cutoff on non-resident license. So if you bought your license and you're a non-resident, you can still go. But if you didn't buy it yet, there was a cutoff date and no, no way you can make it in and go, go Turkey. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think I heard that for some of the Midwest states, uh, it was either Indiana, Illinois, or Ohio, one of them, or multiple ones, kind of similar thing. Um, not no non-resident, you know, hunting. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You've been doing a lot of uh, cooking at home lately, obviously. Uh, I mean, yeah, it sucks. I mean, <laughs> I mean that. It, I mean, I mean it in this in this way. I've kind of went back to my eighth grade diet where it's just like chicken Ramen nuggets, noodles? corn dogs, you know, <laughs> things that the kids eat. And I just eat off their plate while, you know, I, me and my wife, we very rarely sit down for a lunch anymore. Or, you know, tonight I'm up here while she's down there with the knuckleheads and it's, uh, uh, but I tell you what, I have this year more than ever been cooking a lot more wild game than normal. So like a lot of venison, uh, a lot of uh, substituting uh, or beef for venison and uh, getting into the, I guess, the whole wild game lifestyle a little bit more. Awesome. So yeah. what's your favorite meal you've made out of that wild game? game? Do, you, uh, do you eat this baby? <laughs> hey hey no lie no lie look at that baby yeah that's the hand okay okay how are your legs feeling in this picture oh oh looks like i got looks like i got peppered with a shotgun what are they called chickers or something chiggers chiggers oh my god everybody got them but me it was the yeah. funniest thing. You had ever. Sawyer, you had though, Sawyer right? though, right? That's why no one else had the yeah. Sawyer. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? What is that? I'm like, dude. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So did you funny. eat that? Did you eat that thing? No, I think they uh, donate these. No, it dude. wasn't like no, dude. I, I brought I, it back. Oh, you did back. take it, didn't yep. you? Yep. I had some. I had some of the most kick-ass street tacos. Street tacos with like a uh, made like a mango chipotle salsa on salsa it on it oh it was money i think just just real quick i think somebody's got their their volume up too loud because i'm hearing an echo every time somebody no I, th I think it's when dave shares his screen it does it uh, oh i think i know why i got it my bad it's, it's using the why. audio off the computer yeah. sorry yeah so that's a ria yep you know that's a high fence that a ria. that's a high fence ria <laughs> ria did you get it mounted what, i mean what'd you do just take, take no. a feather make a hat out of it <laughs> no i wish man it i uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that uh my boy hands down best mullet i've ever seen in my life yeah this dude's that got the best right mullet dude <laughs> yeah but i made some kick-ass street tacos with it um like uh uh a coleslaw a, a mango coleslaw uh tripulte coleslaw with it Ooh, and uh man good. Uh, we had it during a wild game feed at our uh, our annual family wild game feed, and they turned out really good, man. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds really. So, good. what's I'm the right way to, to cook one of those things? You gotta oh, slow man. and slow, or just it, like a chicken? Everything that I I just brought home all ground meat out of it. Okay. So no steaks or breasts. Their breasts oh, that, actually. That makes it easy. Yeah. yeah. Their breasts are probably the size of a dollar bill. Way smaller than a wild turkey. Really. really? Yeah, real small. Huh. Wow, wouldn't expect that. I guess I guess they'd have bigger drumsticks and 
bigger wings. So. Yeah. I guess it does but it was a unique it was a unique hunt because I um I ended up shooting it. I that's that was the dominant male. I shot it. That's what we then, all say. Yeah. <laughs> Dave told to see that. Yeah. So I shot it and as it's Dave running it off, bigger than yours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a measurement for Rhea. <laughs> we'll just say it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I shot it, it ran off. And all of the other males started attacking it while it was dead, while it was dying. No. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty crazy. cool to watch. Jeez. There's my hog right there. Yeah. That little song gun. That I shot good. that thing, dude. And uh, Justin's like, get back in the stand. Cause it like, they like came back. <laughs> I thought they were going to like kill me. That was, was a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty fun couple days, man. Yeah. This is some of the stuff we saw when we were there. It was just incredible. This summer, there's the inside. That was fun. Wow. Good memories there. Yeah. We worked a lot on those tables, didn't we? Yeah. Man, some of the, <laughs> like... Look at that the, buck in the back. Yeah. On the wall. Holy cow. They got a swimming pool. Now. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I heard they put that in. Yeah. Man, you swayed, did yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. There's a, We both took this picture in different times. I got you in it, and you got me in it. <laughs> yeah. That looks familiar, yeah. This is a cool shot, man. This is a really cool... And you, did you shoot did an odd ad too? I did. Yeah, that's come up. But look at this guy. Oh, Tim Kent. What a what a <laughs> what an American hero right there. He is an American <laughs> hero. Look at him. Yeah. We had him on the show last week. It was so funny. Yeah. That was He's the business talk. Business talk. Yeah. All these guys are great, man. This guy was a writer. Uh, that's the Grandview Media, I think, president or something yep. very high up. Yep. Uh, it was cool. It was a good yep. time. Had a blast. Beautiful man. sunset. Oh, there it is. There it is. The old oh, the CK slam, baby. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, we got all slam. pumped up. We're all pumped up about like CK slam. The funny part is these guys, dude, these guys are all like, you're not gonna kill anything, you're gonna miss under the pressure, blah blah. We thought, blah. yeah, we thought you were next thing you know. Sure. Nice thing you know, four hard, hard shots, four animals like coming back, like yeah, man. Don't, coming, meats coming. It's unbelievable. I don't I know like, what yeah. happened when he got to Texas because it doesn't happen in Michigan that way. <laughs> yeah, we definitely <laughs> lost that. You want to know why they didn't? They didn't have Fortnite down there before I played. In Texas, he was at the apex, and now the curve is flattening. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, there, you nice. there you go. So, so listen, we've all been to hunt camp with Dave, right? Right. We all know when Dave gets a little bit tipsy, he gets a little bit stupid. So, any anything stupid that you missed from Dave down there? You know, it's funny you say that because <laughs> typically people say that about me. <laughs> I think we were on the same level the whole time, so he yeah. really didn't stick out of a crowd. No, because I was probably on the same level. Nice. So he, did, he didn't run in naked, you know, anything oh, like that. No, no this was a business. <laughs> this was a business trip, right? We had to bring yeah. our professional selves. We did too. I yeah. thought we did a really good job. Yeah. We held it together. Yeah. We didn't miss our shots, you know, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> that I have fun, to leave man. you. I have to leave you. Okay. It was a good time. It was, it, really it was, was fun though. It was, it was fun. You know, I, it kind of changed my whole outlook on high fence operations. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember listening to your show about that. It's actually a really good podcast. Those, those comments, everything you guys talked about you and Mark, uh, yeah. really good, but go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of these things where it's definitely for some people, it's definitely 
not for some people. And um, I mean, I had a, I had a fun time meeting people going out and experience, experiencing a new culture, a new way of hunting, uh, how they do it down there. And is it something that I would probably do again? Maybe. Um, probably not on my own dime. I mean, there's so yeah. many other things that yeah. I want to do. It's very uh, expensive. Yeah. There's other things that I want to do, uh, that don't include that style of hunting that, um, you know, it may be like, hell, if my, if my wife says, I want to go shoot this animal or, or, you know, my stepdad or my dad, as they get older, that maybe I'll take them to, an, uh, something like that. Wait, she wants to shoot your stepdad. <laughs> so but you know it, it's one of those things where the opportunities man they're they are definitely they're definitely there and especially when the feeder's 10 yards in front of you yeah oh for now sure now that now that makes a lot of sense Dave. Now that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> i tell you what I, I there was a lot of things i loved about that trip obviously the camaraderie part was the best for me like hanging out with you and everybody there that was so much fun obviously hunting on someone else's dime was a lot of fun too because i didn't really have to worry about anything or think about it which made it different i can't explain like since you were going there and you were invited as a guest and you didn't have to pay any money i felt like it was a different feeling than any sort of pressure that you were to like oh i'm gonna lose five grand if i miss this shot or if i hit it high so i i took all that away and then the other part i loved about it to be honest was the business aspect i really enjoyed talking to other people in the industry on top of like meeting yourself and all the other guys which i need to have on we should have a we should have a show just like uh you know everybody back in one spot so a a reunion fun a reunion (laughs) zoom reunion yeah but um you know sitting down in that back room and having them sit there and 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 show us the new muzzy products the new rage products the new stuff that no one's seen but us that was just really exciting there was just a lot of like I don't know, just a lot of happiness for me to, to be able to see these things before anybody that they trusted us to come to this thing and pay the amount of money. I'm sure they pay for us to be there yeah. on top of letting us see all these cool things that aren't even still aren't even out yet. Some of them, yeah. you know, some of the stuff that I saw, but it really, really cool. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. Brian, did you catch that? He said the pressure, I might shoot it in the eye. <laughs> no, I didn't hear him. No, didn't hear him. <laughs> hey, I had a quick question, Dan. Um, in Iowa, do you have your own land or do you have uh are you do you hunt publicly? I hunt be careful. Uh, be careful what you say here. He's searching for an answer. <laughs> no, I'm not. You got an <laughs> Iowa tag in your pocket this year? Or no, something? I don't. No, no, I'm just curious. Just no, curious. Um majority of the property that I hunt is knock on door permission. I don't own oh, any cool. land. Um I've just developed relationships with the landowners throughout the years and uh it's Iowa, I think is 49, if not 50 in the amount of public access in the entire nation. So we have very, I mean, we have some, but compared to other states, we have very little public ground to hunt. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hunt in Iowa, you can go to that public land and hunt which is few and far between, you're going to be stacked on top of uh, people just like you are pretty much anywhere else uh, in the country, or you, or you learn how to knock on doors and communicate with landowners. And I'll tell you 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I could knock on a a lot of doors and gain a lot of permission in Iowa these days. That's very hard to do. 
Yeah. And why is that? People leasing it or something? It's just it's just the cat's out of the bag for Iowa, you know. Right. Um, right. People know that if you manage your land proper properly, you're gonna get a crack at a big deer. And uh, now, you know, as there there's a transition that I feel is going on in Iowa right now where the people who actually worked the land over the years are getting to the point where they're having to go to nursing homes or they're passing away, which means right. that they're having to sell to, to their kids. It's getting, you know, getting given to their kids. They're either cash renting it or leasing it for income, or they're selling it to somebody. And that person, whoever's buying it is going to a buy it for recreation and they're hunting it, which displaces a lot of hunters in Iowa or they're gonna their their own family's gonna hunt it so yeah, yeah that seems to happen a lot yeah. i know in michigan we have we have a lot of public land and i'd never really i don't know bry if you agree with me but I, I never really felt we've had that much pressure where we hunted when we did hunt the only problem right. is the deer have never been that big you know they it's pretty much like you're gonna be going after uh, 80 I mean, inch to 100 inch buck i mean you're not right. going to get anything it's like if you're going for meat it's fine it's still a lot of work and now with the new baiting laws in michigan it makes it way harder to even get a deer on state land um it's not as simple as i mean you have to really just hunt trails there's no like food for them or anything i mean you, you can't get too close to people's farms because obviously it's illegal too but so the population it, of bow hunters or hunters in general in michigan is like top three in the united states right in iowa correct we're lucky we still have that lower population um but what we're running into is non uh and this isn't everywhere you know the the mecca of iowa is that those southern counties right along south of interstate 80 is when people out of state come they buy the land and they only hunt it a handful of times in a three-year or four-year period whenever they can draw their bow tag and what's that what that's doing is it's displacing locals and we're left to you know go find other other property and luckily i still have um some really good uh you know some really good property left to hunt cool what's uh what's your biggest buck that you got in iowa um you know let's see i think it was two years ago if, if you're talking just about score it's it was like 154 a 154 nine pointer nice. but uh Every buck I have on my wall, aside from one that snuck up on me, they're all four years or four year olds or older. Um, wow! You know, all mature deer. Pretty. Oh, that's cool. Pretty, yeah, yeah. All all over Pope and Young, I guess. Nice. I'm not a I'm not a measure guy. The only honestly, the only deer that I shot or that I measured was this one, and I measured it because of peer pressure. Mm -hmm. so, that's awesome. Yeah. Are there a lot of coyotes in uh, Iowa? I tell you what, last year, not, not this past, not 2019, but 2018, I had a trail camera picture with 12 coyotes in one picture oh, wow. and oh, wow. it, it affected the deer on my farm in a major way uh, in 2018. But this year something happened and hardly any coyotes on trail camera picture. So really? I don't know if they, they, the coyotes kind of got overpopulated in that area then redistributed because they ate all of you know or maybe a, a hunter came in during uh coyote season and, and cleaned house or what the deal was but this year the uh the coyote numbers seem to be down from not only tree stand observation but uh um trail camera trail pictures camera. as well nice cool
So Dan, tell us some more about, about the show, Nine Finger Chronicles. So, I mean, what can the viewers expect that want to come listen to the podcast? Like what kind of, what kind of, what is it about? Like, um, you know, it's like, what, who's the, some of the guests that have been on it? You know, I love talking to anybody about anything really. Um, I mean, we've, we've had the quote unquote big names on, you know, the, the, the hunting personalities, the, the quote unquote celebrities on the podcast, but I'll be honest with you. I can't relate to how they hunt. So I don't have really anything in common with them. You know, I, I may sit here and talk about how I'm a mobile hunter and running gun. I, I hunt a little bit on public. I, you know, or I go out West and I hunt on a, uh, you know, public DIY backcountry mule deer hunt or whatever. And those people are kind of, uh, oh, well, we go to an outfitter and we stay in a lodge and we take a four wheeler and we get off of it and we shoot an animal. Or, you know, I have a thousand acres of private ground that I it's heavily managed and that's how I hunt, whatever. I, I can't relate to those people. So I like talking to, I guess, what you would call the average Joes of the world, uh, like hearing their stories. I like hearing how they are are successful. I like talking with conservation people who run conservation organizations. I like talking to people about things like mushroom hunting or, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the age now where it's almost like magazines, right? And no offense to other people in podcasting because I do the same thing, but how many times can you listen to a podcast or read an article in a magazine about ways to kill a buck in the rut? Right. I mean, yeah. it just, things just start to go in the same direction and they go in uh, uh, almost an annual routine. So I like talking with nobodies who have been successful. And if they're consistently successful, that makes it even better because I feel like anybody who tells a story has some principles that they use to become successful that are worth sharing to everybody else. That's cool. Sure. You're talking to the right crew here. Not, not that I'm consistent by any means, but I'm definitely a nobody. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though, I mean, the celebrity hunters, I mean, everyone thinks that they're the best hunters out there, but really opportunities that they have, it's, uh, it's just not even, not even the same, you know, not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say that they don't work hard right? because there yeah. is, they you know, sweat. yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's two, oh, yeah, they there's, pull out of time. They, there's two different types of hunters. If you ask me, and it depends on when, when they do their work. I feel like there is the preseason person who they do all their work, planning food plots. They do the habitat management. They do all those things. So when it's time to hunt, they can get in a tree stand and wait for the deer to come by. And then there is, you know, then there's probably a mixture of both, but then there's the other guy who is the go get them, right? I can't plant food plots. I don't own land. I can't afford a lease. I can't do, you know, I, I do go on my Western hunts because that's what I'm into right now, all DIY, but I'm the go and get them, do my own yeah. sweat during the season type of hunter. And um, that's what I like listening to. That's that. Those are the stories that I like. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I guess uh, for all of us, I don't know. I, I don't consider us like diehard hunters. And when it comes to like bow hunting, I, I mean, I love bow hunting. What I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't, I don't personally hunt for horns that much, to be honest. I'm yeah. more of a meat hunter. So like for me, 
you know, I'll do some of that work you're mentioning, like the food plots will go out, but it's for me, it's more about hanging out with like, say, Jamie, if we go out and do a food plot, it's fun. We're just having a good time, right? Put a food plot in, put right. a stand up. We listen, try patterning. Listen to me it's swear just... to a trail camera for about two hours. <laughs> you guys, this guy tries to set up a trail camera in the field, like literally on his phone, trying to link it, like, you know, for like web, whatever. So I can right. send over your phone. He is dropping like 30 F bombs a minute. Going nuts. I mean, he is like, what the hell is this? He's like, literally almost threw it one time. I'm like, you need to. I'm like, and I'm just laughing, filming him from a distance. The only thing better than that is when he tried to pull that arrow out, sword in the stone. Yeah. Yeah, sword. <laughs> I'll send you that link, Dan. It's so funny. He shoots his he target in the winter time. It wouldn't come out, you know, because it's like frozen target. And he just, right. he's like, what is this? The freaking sword in the stone? He's just trying to <laughs> Yeah, you didn't tell me you were filming that. That's the best, Opum. You're the best when you're not knowing what's knowing you're being filmed. That's the best. No, but like I, you know, for me, I'll go sit in a tree stand. Like, so that's the thing. I do like listening to some of the diehard bow hunters that um go after the horns because it is a different type of hunter. You have to be in a different mindset to go after a big buck and specifically for a specific big buck or you know, one in the same range, but going for them. And you'll hear that time and time again from some of the major hunters. Uh in in the industry alone some rtv people that have their own land that actually hunt for specific bucks and they have done a lot of work um like the Lindsay way those guys i mean they're pretty much working hard like i talked to them in the podcast they're now i agree with you some of the other celebrities are more like the outfitter this the outfitter that you know what i mean so they're going there they're doing the work they're going with an outfitter who puts them on the animal. They shoot it. They film all this amazing stuff, dude. When I was in Ohio and I'm not going to name names cause I don't do that. But when I was in Ohio with my buddy, Ron, we were hunting an outfitter first time we've ever done it in our lives. And one of the experiences we had while we were there and it, it wasn't like a hand me down, like you're getting a deer for sure. It was in Ohio. It was hard hunting. I, we hunted the hardest I've ever hunted in my life trying to get one of these bucks. But what happened the week before we got there is a TV show came in. They shot this buck. They didn't find it. 170, wasn't it? It was a 170 inch buck in Ohio. They didn't find it. They left. And then the guy was telling us about it, right? The guy, he's like, the guy who owns a place. He's like, oh yeah, they came in. And so they ended up, he ended up finding the deer. The guy owns it, finishing the deer that was wounded. And then they flew back on a plane to film an outro with that deer. Is that even legal? I have no idea. I have no idea what it was they did. If it's legal, not legal, I don't know. I guess it depends who's tagged it. Realistically, I don't know. Man. But then he asked them. He asked them if he wanted the deer, right? And they said, "No, you can keep it." No, you keep it. It's Remember? a business buck. It's a one seventy. <laughs> I was like, right. "What the heck you know, is going on?" And I, but those I, are the people yeah. that drive me nuts in this industry and always have and they're always looked at like at the top chain of people you know it's like yeah. seriously it's because they I, got money i will i will say this i'm not judge i don't i don't and i feel like obligated because everybody says this whenever we start talking about different varieties of hunters i i am the kind of person where if it feels good do it if you want to go and hunt with an outfitter go hunt with an outfitter i i honestly don't care uh if you want to if you want to focus on inches and if you feel that inches of antler make you happy, Hey man, best, best of luck to you. Right. I'm not that kind of person, but what I, what really drives me crazy is when people use inches of antlers to determine how successful a hunter is. 
Yeah. And there's no coral, there's zero correlation there. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that kind of drives me bananas. And, and unfortunately, and as you know, and as all you guys know, if someone posts a picture of a big buck, it gets more likes, it gets more visits. Yeah. And that's where the hunting industry is kind of revolved around. Yep. Right. And, uh, to be honest with you, that's why I am not a fan of scoring my own deer because I, you know, don't get me wrong. I love big antler deer, but I don't think that a score needs to dictate the experience. Yeah. No, that, that's a great point. Well, I mean, it really is about, you know, supporting the industry and people just getting out. And I think, you know, we, we see too many times the, the haters and the trolls, you know, on the internet, you know, it, it's not about how big your buck was. It's not about how you, how you did it versus how I did it crossbow versus compound all that kind of stuff it's the fact that we have an industry that we're supporting that we love and it's about just getting outdoors and promoting that life absolutely oh sorry i'm sorry tim i hear your picture up my bad let me try to get this off the screen i don't know what happened what the heck <laughs> tim it's tim i'm trying to get it off i don't that was in college sorry tim sorry about that that's cute buddy <laughs> they, they were, those were those are the experimental years <laughs> i mean you gotta try you gotta try everything once yeah. right cool. you're good you're good nowadays bud Go you're allowed to do that I, nowadays it's, I, ident- I identify as a vegan there you go <laughs> oh my gosh all right dan well Anything else? Any other questions, guys, for Dan? Yeah, no. So I, I just what, what's what's twenty twenty bringing you here? I know, I know, I know. We got the the whole, the the whole virus the coming on, but yeah. <laughs> let's say that all ends, fall season comes around. What do you got going on? Yeah, man. So, you know, the first thing I feel like it, once this whole coronavirus ends, I'm gonna go outside for like six weeks straight. I'll probably <laughs> live in a tent. Um, get my kids out to some state parks, do some camping, drop them off at the grandparents for a couple weeks. And, you know, me and the wife can go do some stuff for make another kid. Yeah, we got, yeah, uh, 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 uh. (laughs) come on now. Stop that talk. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I, I got a mule deer hunt in South Dakota in October. Um, I'm bypassing my annual elk hunt this year. I'm going to save a little money. Uh, I turned 40 in November. So I am, I'm going to save, I'm going to do my 40th year fairly big and I'm cashing in about uh, 2021. I'm going to cash in seven Wyoming elk points, preference points. So the goal is to do it big, maybe do an antelope hunt in 2021, but 2020 is a Michigan deer hunt, believe it or not nice no joke you wait uh, come up with mark or something yeah mark Kenyon peer pressured me into coming oh up. no way <laughs> yep along i made this awesome i made where this where, where's that gonna be i don't know uh somewhere in michigan not oh the, you gotta not, let us know not upper michigan but like lower michigan closer to ohio i think oh where to be nice are. yeah so uh, jackson so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm getting pointers from people. I, I'm doing some e-scouting. I'm basically going to show up opening day and just hunt three days and then come back to Iowa. Opening day gun or bow? Bow. Oh, yeah. Is so this a place Mark has? No, it's, I'm going to do it on public. I, and I'll tell you why I've had, since I've mentioned this to people, I've had 
tons of people say, Hey dude, come hunt my property, come hunt my, but I hear people and I hate to say it, but I, I hear people in Michigan bitch about public land so much that I want to hunt Michigan public land just so I can say I've done it. There's a lot of good hunting. On I got a place to send you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, so, the, yeah. A lot of the stuff they bitch about is the stuff that's overrun, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. The so, stuff where we go, there's not a lot of people. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's different depending on where you go. I, would, yeah, I, go. I wouldn't gun hunt in a lot of spots around here. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not gun. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to do uh South Dakota mule deer hunt in October. I'm going to do that Michigan hunt in October. And then I'm going to, uh, you know, spend the rest of the time in Iowa doing, uh, doing whitetail stuff doing in Iowa. Yep. And, that, uh, that South Dakota trip, is that, uh, did you do a drawing or, or nope. well, it's, uh, it's not a drawing, but it's a guaranteed tag. You have to put your name in, but it's a guaranteed tag right now. It's so a, it's bow. Bow, yep, archery. And yeah. uh, where are you hunting? Because I've hunted South Dakota a few times. Are you west of the Missouri or? Yeah, way west. We're we're probably fifty miles from the Wyoming border. Okay, so oh yeah, that's a nice area. Yeah, so we're we're just to the east of the what the Black Hills. Okay, yeah. Yep. So and then I'm gonna try to uh, fit in as much fishing and other outdoor activities as humanly possible. Now you're gonna think I'm crazy. But today I talked with a lady from the Iowa Board of Conservation, and I am going to try to go out and collect food to eat from the forest. I'm, I'm going to give it a try just because I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm bored or maybe I just want to try something different. But like we you going to film this endeavor. I don't I might try. I don't know. GoPro. Uh, you gonna film. Yeah. But in like, case you die, I mean, just yeah. so you can be left something. <laughs> So we know what happened. <laughs> Don't forget the movie. Uh, what was it called where the guy went out to the wilderness? Oh, Into the Wild. Into the Wild. And he yeah. ate the one wrong thing and died. Yep, so be yep. careful. So that's going to be me here. <laughs> Did you, you ever watch that show Alone? <laughs> so it's it's people they drop off in the middle of nowhere. There's 10 oh, yeah. And they try to survive. It's great. The ones, yeah. that, the ones that do good are the ones that know like plants and stuff like that. Yeah. What to eat. What like the, hip, to the hippie eat. ladies. Oh yeah. yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. I wish I had more of that skill. How are you uh, learning to do that? Are you just looking on the internet or what? Are well, you I'm, I'm going to buy a book before I go out and start eating handfuls of poison Ivy. Yeah. I think I'm going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to get a book as a resource and uh, look, you know, kind of look what, what there is and spring and summer and fall, I guess, from what this lady told me, there's a lot of stuff that you can take advantage of. Oh yeah. 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 When, when I first started, get into it like you, you don't realize all the different edible plants that are out there it's great especially in the springtime yeah it's, it's coming like spring yeah. onion spring onions and the fern tops and mushrooms yeah. and this careful in iowa careful in iowa you eat that farmer's corn he might shoot you though <laughs> <laughs> i'll miss be missing some teeth but uh <laughs> the the lady the this lady that i talked to today she was talking about dandelions the way i talk about whitetails she was fired up yeah. about them oh and it got God. me fired up about them. So I'm going to go out and I don't know, make some wine. Yeah. I don't know. I'll do something with them. My grandma oh, used to do that cool. though. Yeah. So my grandpa, I was just going to say that. Yep. We Italian. That was Italian thing. Yeah. It sure was. She put in like oil and garlic and garlic oil, like salt and pepper, I think. 
that was it was it. very simple yeah no that's right balsamic vinegar um oil salt and pepper that's exactly how we did she this paid lady, me to go collect them like a nickel <laughs> this lady was telling me that uh she's like forget lettuce on a blt you just got to get those dandelions in there so i'm gonna give i think i'll give that a try there you that's go awesome all right, Dan, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Nine Finger Chronicles, check it out where you get your podcasts. Um, and, you know, I almost forgot, Dan. You still have – hold on a minute. I don't want to forget the uh, – what's the what's your website called, though? It's uh, Sportsman Nation or something? Yeah, Sportsman's Nation. It's a, it's a podcast network that um, holds my podcast and, like, 13 other podcasts under the Sportsman's Nation umbrella. It's like we've been at it now for – just about two years, maybe a little bit more, uh, where it's just like, it's, it's think of the outdoor channel, but of podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. That's what I was going to say. I remember you, I remember you telling me about when we were uh, traveling in Texas there. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check that out guys. You get time. You I'll, I'll put the link in the comments because, uh, you definitely want to see that because there's a ton of different content on there for hunting. There's uh, tons of different shows and uh, tons of videos. So pretty cool. So anything else guys for Dan? No, thank you. It was awesome no, talking to you. Nice cool. talking to you, Dan. Stay safe, man. Stay safe. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, Dan. I'll see you next time, man. Thank you. Thank you. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G Speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.